0: You're listening to the Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly. Now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host,
1: Brendan Dilly. Good morning, Maga. Welcome to the Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support the show at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's the best place to go if you want to take care of us and keep the show rolling. Uh, Also, for those of you who don't have time to watch the entire broadcast, don't worry. You can now download it and listen to it on your podcast at bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's the best place to go grab the podcast courtesy of Magical Producer Trevor, alright you guys, good morning, happy hump day, Is it July 26th already, holy shit, welcome to the Dilly Show, oh my god, the meme team did a thing, we had ourselves a day yesterday, and uh, boy oh boy oh boy, it is still going, and I think you guys probably noticed, and we're going to talk about it today, I really could not be more proud of what this team has accomplished, and certainly, uh, a shot across the bow of all the people that you don't like, uh, that's right, the, the liberal left having an absolute fucking conniption yesterday over a dank meme we played on this broadcast two days ago, and it was doing well on Twitter, and then one very, very lame-ass Frank fucking Luntz. Is that his name, Luntz? Dunce? I don't know. The dude that is fucking dating uh, McCarthy. The, you know, that guy. The guy that's dating McCarthy, I can't remember what, what is it, Lutz, 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 Lutz? How do you say his fucking name? Frank Lutz? He has a really horrendous toupee. Lutz, 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 Lutz? I don't know. Anyway, this little fucker had a meltdown on Twitter about this meme, and it was off to the races. He, uh, He posted the meme, and he asked a question, and it went to the moon. I think we're sitting somewhere around all combined probably 20 million views in the last 24 hours. It is absolutely insane. And pretty much every single uh, major Republican account, uh, uh, who's who, is, if you will, has either retweeted it, shared it themselves, or commented on it. But that's not the fun part. The fun part is the liberal left Democrats and the douchebag rhino uh, GOP having a meltdown of the reaction to it. It was such a hot topic. Piers Morgan invited Frank Lutz onto his broadcast, and Team Trump deployed Pastor Mark Burns to go and fight on our behalf, which he did. It was awesome, and I have that video clip for you guys today. So this thing is still going uh, going like gangbusters around the internet. Uh, we are already experiencing, if you <laughs> as you can imagine, a shitload of blowback, but also a lot of curiosity about who the hell this Dilly meme team is, what exactly is Trump's online war machine, and who are these fucking people? Hey, you guys are all killtards! You guys are all in with the kill group! Not knowing we absolutely fucking loathe that section of MAGA like we want nothing to do with that shit no 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 we oh <laughs> contraire mon frere We want nothing to do with anything even remotely q related uh, Which is how they're trying to rationalize away the truth in this meme I'm gonna play it later on in this broadcast. We're gonna have some fun with it Obviously we had to open with a super dank meme that you guys I know you love that one That's the a-team aka the dilly uh, meme team aka the online war machine for Donny J Trump Uh, we had to open with that one, this is a killer, so, we got a big show, we're gonna have a ton of fun, uh, as you know, we're probably gonna have a lot of people here that have never seen this broadcast today, and to them I say, welcome, buckle the fuck up, it's not what you think, how you guys doing today, everybody having a good day, my gosh, uh, it's a funny day, it's a funny and interesting day, um, because, obviously, you know, we do what we do, and we've been doing it for years without missing. As you all know, the Dilly 300 knows we have been plugging away on this show. I have been plugging away Monday through Friday for the last five straight years. I've only taken off less than two weeks of off days in the last five years. That's no bullshit. Monday through Friday, we go, we go hard in the paint. And the meme team has essentially matched my efforts and matched my commitment uh, to putting President Donald J. Trump back in the Oval Office and saving America. And in doing so, we've created a, a very unique circumstance, a very unique community and team. So couldn't be more excited for them. It is hilarious to watch as the rest of the world kind of figures out or discovers this arb little corner of MAGA. They're like, well, what the fuck are these people? What is this? And they were big triggered yesterday and, and rightfully so. The meme is absolute meme perfection. It is absolute perfection. It is a blunt punch in the face about what has occurred in our nation the last few years. It's a summation of all things since 2015. It was so effective that some of the people, some of these fucking douchebag liberals who filmed the J6 footage, the original J6 footage, were trying to intimidate not just the memers but myself uh, and threaten lawsuits for having used the footage. Uh, which didn't go well for them because we pretty much said fucking I dare you is exactly verbatim what I said, I dare you to sue me for my team putting together a video that is a not-for-profit, there's no sale of this, we're not marketing and selling it anywhere, there's no money being generated from this video and thusly it is fair use and when I said to go ahead and try and sue me so I could fucking countersue the shit out of them, uh, they started. They all blocked me and ran away. So they're all full of shit. But that's how effective this thing has been. Everybody who has seen it is having a, a very uh, emotional response to it, if you will, and has their opinions. We've got several responses from Democrats who said, okay, I don't uh, like Trump, but this is a really good meme. We've had several from MAGA that were like, oh, my God, I love this. But we also had a lot from Democrats that said, you know, I wasn't going to vote Trump. But this makes a compelling argument. Many people, in the way that they are, they are branding this, and this is where they fucked up, and I'm going to explain to you on this show why, they tried to take what they knew was a grassroots meme created by people who are not in any way paid by Team Trump or even like affiliated to any kind of official capacity, and they tried to marry it to Donald J. Trump's official campaign and what they thought they were going to do was shame Pastor Mark Burns into denouncing the video and denouncing those who made it. This is what the PSYOP is. They're trying to get Team Trump to say, hey, we didn't sanction this. And instead, Team Trump is completely ready for the bullshit this time, and they essentially punched fucking lunch in Piers Morgan square in the mouth, hats off to Pastor Mark Burns and said, you know what? This did not come from the campaign. This came from angry Americans who are sick and tired of the bullshit. Now, Pastor Mark Burns wouldn't say that. and And essentially, this represents how they feel and how they view the world. This was the answer that all of the mainstream media and the powers that be did not want. They have been trying to get the official Trump campaign to denounce us as a collective for months because we are too effective, we are ex- we are free. They don't want this. This is what they don't want right now. They're shitting their pants because myself and everybody associated with the show is actually free. I have been hit up no less than 10 fucking times in the last 24 hours to confirm one statement. So wait, you guys aren't paid, that's correct, we are not paid. You don't get paid to make all of this content. There's hundreds and hundreds of hours of content you've created as a collective in the last seven months and no one's giving you a dime. That's correct, nobody's paid us. Okay, well how much do you pay them? Nothing. Wait, you're telling me that all of this content, all of this movie studio level fucking content, is coming from a place where no one has received any money, whether it's the host of the show or these incredible memers. No one is getting a dime to create this shit 24-7. We don't fucking sleep. Our team is big enough to where when one of us or several of us are away from our computers, there's at least three or four that are still working. They can't wrap their minds around this. And the other thing that's scaring the shit out of them is when it comes back to the Dilly show, they go, okay, well, what about you? Are you getting paid? No. Wait, so what about your sponsors? How do we how do we affect this guy? How do we cancel him? You can cancel my balls. I'm not beholden to anybody. Self-published, self-made, self-sustained. Eat a dick. You can't get rid of me. My sponsors love my message. I make them money. My community is dedicated to the mega who participate in this show, and the content creators are also dedicated. This is what they figured out. I told you five years ago we were going to create a circle. It was going to be a closed fucking circle. And that clo- the benefit of a closed circle is that they cannot penetrate what we are doing. They're like, wait a minute, how do we cut off his money? You can't. You've already canceled me off of social media. I don't make any fucking money from YouTube. Eat a dick. I don't make almost anything from Rumble. I don't make shit from your views because I already know you're suppressing my shit. What's happened in the last five years, we built an actual fucking community, a legitimate army that is full of patriotic Americans who understand exactly what we have to do. We support one another in various endeavors, whether it's financially or otherwise, and what happens is it allows us to keep churning out content at a pace that, frankly, nobody can keep up with. Nobody. The Democrats pissed themselves when they saw the video yesterday because they realized they don't have anybody that can do that. They don't have anybody that can tell stories the way that the meme team does. And they really got triggered when they realized that the music to it was an original production remixed and done by MAGA Devil Dog. Then they fucking panicked when they realized the voiceover work was done originally by Bad Karma. Then they fucking couldn't really handle it when they figured out that the visual effects were all a product of Lauren Eve using open source materials. And now they're looking and they're going, what do we do with this? What, what do you do with people that are of the community, of MAGA, of the community who understand the, the plight of your average American? How do you deal with people like this who are capable of putting together Hollywood-level production and put together a persuasive narrative behind it that's more of effect, more effective than any political ad we've seen in probably years? They know they're in trouble. They all understand it. The 20 million-plus views is 24 hours. This thing's going to go as far as you can imagine. It's going to go far and wide, and they're going to come for me. They will come for the meme team, but who they're going to come for will be me. I guarantee it. I already know. I'm already just gearing up. I'm like, okay, I know I've been through this before. Not Daddy's first rodeo. I already know how this is going to go. What is going to be different this time around is we are battle-tested and battle-hardened. We've already been suppressed. I have I was banned off Twitter for three fucking years. Losing accounts means nothing to me. I'll be here tomorrow. They're going to come for me. But where they fucked up is that we stayed loyal to Donald J. Trump. And Donald J. Trump noticed. And now, when the chips are down and the fucking rubber is meeting the road, the Dilly meme team and yours truly have probably the biggest backup in the history of mankind, which is Team Trump behind us saying... You have a right to make this content. You represent your people. You don't represent the campaign. You represent MAGA and a lot of voters. And it's your right as a sovereign American to create whatever the fuck you want to express your feelings. And having that backup is a game changer. And they don't like it. They don't like it at all. So I know I'm talking about this and I know you guys probably, I don't wanna spend a lot of time. Listen, this is such a big story and it's such a major moment in the Dilly Show, but also a pivotal moment in the culture fight we are waging right now against the Deep State. I didn't even mention the fact that shirt orders are now available on the Dilly Show. I didn't even promote the new shirt. I, can you believe that? The new shirt's available right now. I didn't even get to put the, the uh, images of the shirt on the fucking set today. So, sorry. There's a men's and a women's available. It's a pre-order situation. These are pre pre-orders, we're going to open the ordering window for two weeks, old school, the way we used to do it, and then we will send that off to our print shop, they will send me all the shirts, and then I'll send them to you, so, but yeah, I, I didn't even get a chance to, like, grab it, I'm like, oh, shit, there are shirts available if you guys want to start ordering, these are your rally shirts, by the way, these are the rally shirts, so you guys, I think, are really going to like these, and they certainly mean a lot more than they uh, they did probably even 24 or 36 hours ago, okay, I know, I didn't even get a chance to grab him. I'm sorry. You guys want me to... Do you guys want to see them? All right, I'll grab them real quick. Hold on. It, you know me. I was fucking working... Uh, dude, Randy, you don't get to blame me. Why did I get my computer late, wife? It's all good. You don't get to blame me, though. Don't play that game. Everybody knows I was working my balls off this morning trying to grab everything. Plus, I was super dead because I went and watched my son's first padded practice for football. His f- first time he's ever worn a helmet and shoulder pads. So, I was there for two hours this morning watching that. So... That's what I was doing. But let me grab it for you guys. Uh, Trev might have it or Randy. I don't know. Somebody's going to fucking send it to me. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I got it. Randy, did you send me the graphic? Send me the graphic. Somebody send me a fucking graphic. I don't got it. I don't got it. I don't have the graphic. I I can't fucking pull it up. I don't know what to tell you. I've got one of them. Did we ever get a female graphic? Because we got a women's. We got a women's. Should I just show it on the screen? Get all fucking confused here. Hold on. Hey, look, dude, this happens. I do my own production. You guys know how I get down. Just give me a second. Oh, hey, it did turn out good. Oh, yeah, that looks nice. Fuck. God, I got an incredible designer, don't I? Oh, my God, look at that. That's uh, the Dilly 300 rally gear. Look at that. Look at Look at it. It's like, uh, oh, my God, Dilly 300 rally gear. Is that me as Uncle Sam? Is that me as Uncle Sam on the front? She. You should just go to the website. Yeah, it's cool. I'm not grabbing it right now. I lied. Whoop. There we go. I lied. I'm not doing it. We'll, we have plenty of time to sell shirts. We'll sell shirts tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. I don't care. Maybe we'll do it later in the show. I got too much to cover today. It's a big show. It's a big, I know. It's a big show. It's, it, what can I say? It's, it's an, and actually, that photo is really cool. It's like a cartoon uh, rendering of the South Carolina rally we were at. So it's really cool. It says Dilly 300 rally gear on the back of it. And then on the front of it, I got Uncle Sam, Uncle Dilly on the front, right? I thought it was cool. You guys can all sh- uh, thank Magical Trevor for his incredible designs. All right, but back on the topic. We were talking about this thing that went super mega viral. And yes, I, dil- I do have Dilly in the Wild. We'll get to that a little bit later. Maybe after the subject. It's too big. It's too fucking big. And I got to give them their flowers because they're-, they're killing it right now. So what is the, the meme that caused all the problems? Why, why do we have a giant <laughs> target on our backs this morning when I woke up? Why is everybody in my DMs today wanting to ask me a bazillion questions and trying to figure out who my people are? Who are these people? How do I get a hold of them? How do I hire you? How do I hire you? How do I hire you? Like, well, there is a way to hire us. It ain't going to be fucking cheap, but it is. We are available. It's true. Nobody respects or understands how many hours goes into the creation of these things. And since we make it look so easy, uh, they they underestimate just what goes into it. But that's okay. We will teach them. So the meme in question that caused all of the uproar on social media and mainstream media last night is this one right here. And it is a doozy courtesy of Lauren Eve, MAGA Devil Dog, and Bad Karma. Here you go. If I
0: was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate, one that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good, and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished.
1: Now, you all can appreciate how incredible that meme is, but you also understand that's one of thousands that we've done over the last five years. I mean, that one's extraordinary, but you got to remember, like, for, the, for you as an audience, you're spoiled. You've been privy to stuff like that for years, day in and day out, Monday through Friday, the most dank content on planet Earth, and we've known it. I've been telling you. I'm like, dude, nobody else does what we do. They can't do it because you'll never have this collection of creators working together as selflessly as who we have. That's the God honest truth. You can't overcome that. And so, that meme is incredible. Cuts right through the bullshit. It is a, the music, MAGA Devil Dog mixed that and produced it himself. He created that. People are who, whose song is this? What song is this? Where did you get this music for it? I know what they're looking for. They're like trying to figure out like, oh, can I, can I fucking copyright? Can we can copyright complain about this one? No, eat a dick, you can't do shit. Whereas the video imagery could have been... Yeah, we're not selling it. We're not profiting. Therefore, eat a dick. Fair use. Fuck off. What about the uh, voice work? Yeah, we did that ourselves too. Sorry. Eat a dick. (laughs) You can't do shit about it. It's there. I mean, you could delete us from the internet. You did that already. But now the fucking horse has left the uh, barn. I mean, you got a problem. Because that is now in the hands of 20-plus million Americans circulating. And it's been 24 hours. You got a problem, okay? You, you got a problem, and the thing is, as you all know, the Dilly 300 and the people in this community have been watching the show for years, <laughs> that's one of, like, literally thousands, right? Thousands of videos that they've created with original music and original content, and uh, now they're like, what do you do with a completely selfless online army of actual production-level talent, musicians, right singers visual voiceover and now we're we've learned this our new trick this year is training artificial intelligence to replicate voices and people and faces oh my god so they're panicking right now and it all started when this little uh discovered the video and he thought this would be the dunk this is the most alarming political ad i've seen this year i encourage you to give me your reaction so frank luntz who had no idea what he was about to open up the uh can of worms on he didn't know to his credit he got oh, i don't know what that is it's like oh, oh 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 frank you don't understand uh yeah the, well the meme team are incredible but the host of the fucking show uh the the Orchestrator of the whole thing behind the scenes has probably some of the best political instincts in the world today. And they don't want to, he didn't know that. He's like, No, I'm a, I know, I know how voters feel about things. You don't know shit, Frank. No, I know how, I know how this will be perceived. Uh, you don't know shit. You had no idea what you just did. You just red pilled people that weren't even interested in being red pilled, which is why we receive so many DMs and replies to, from, hardened democrats who are like that was awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks frank stupid ass anyway one of our friends tom Fitton, who we all love and adore does great work not an official trump ad significant political development of independent citizens creating virtual political ads that can gain massive attention question mark yeah because the memes aren't really just crass anymore now they're like there's something else. It's, it's a totally different animal. What do we do with this? Oh, and then our good friend of the Dilly Show, Carrie Lake. This is a powerful video made by MAGA grassroots activists. We are tired of some shady group of unelected bureaucrats running our lives. It's time to return the government back to we the people as our founding fathers intended. Let's get to work. Amen, Carrie. Thank you for that. Then it just kept going gaining momentum our good friend of the dilly show alex brusowitz great video created by the warlord uh, dilly meme team and it went like hell and this is just it went everywhere amanda milius so you can do contemporary political political ads without making giant mistakes and looking like a fool or rather trump's team can amen that's right the dilly meme team can Amanda Milius, don't worry, the Citizen Free Press, this Trump 2024 video is absolute fire. It is out there in circulation. Oh, thank you, Dinesh D'Souza for retweeting if I were the deep state. That's definitely gonna pick us up some extra few hundred thousand views. Even Pedo Groomer alleged, Rick Wilson, I've made some ads that were out there on the edge. This one is off the edge, over the cliff and accelerating fast. They were big mad. We actually got the the fucking hat trick for triggering yesterday. We somehow managed to panic, not just the groomer pedos of this world, but the shit libs, I guess that's kind of the same thing, and the rhino GOP, never Trump establishment. It was everybody over and over and over. It was like, oh, oh, everybody I hate is angry by this meme. Wonderful. That means it's a good job. Everybody, great job. Congratulations. Emerald Robinson, the Trump 2024 campaign should run this fantastic ad. We would be honored, please do. Let's have a chat. That went well. Uh, oh, then it, we, even our friend over at Conservative Treehouse, who's uh, become a very good friend of the show and many of the meme team as well as myself, uh, that is Sundance, he says, Luntz has the vapors. He shared the video, he couldn't believe it either. Very excited to share that out. How about Jack Posobiec also, Got in the action. He had this to say you mad because Frank Luntz was mad big mad It was going around the world. There was even people you've never heard of I don't know who some of these guys are, but I know that they are they're politically connected Tom Hartman Fascism is always grounded in and spread by what Gables called big lies. I don't even know what that means I don't know if he's suggesting we're lying or not We even have this conservative talk show host from Texas who I've never heard of but people say he's very important out there Michael Berry. This is the most powerful piece I've seen in years. It taps into the frustrations Americans are feeling today in a noisy political advocacy environment. It cuts through. Wow. Don't know Lauren Eve or Dilly nor anyone else involved, but damned impressive. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the feedback. And uh, hopefully you will get to view more of our content in the future. We even had uh, the Ron Paul, um, uh, what was it? The. Uh, The people from his institute, the Ron Paul Institute, thanked it, uh, or shared it, rather. Incredibly powerful ad, official Washington is shitting its pants. Do you understand? This is from the Ron Paul Institute. Official Washington is shitting its pants. That's right. They are. And it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. And all we're doing is having fun out here. We are the Brett Favre's of political speak. You guys have no idea. We're just running around with blood on our elbows and... Fucking helmets sideways, laughing our asses off, playing this game. Don't worry, steak for breakfast says, cry more, Frank Luntz. And uh, Luntz did. He continued to cry, and it continued to gain momentum. And I loved it. I loved seeing the way this thing spread and how it was hitting different people. Uh, some this dude, Finchelstein. I don't even know who this guy is. Historian of fascism here. I wrote a book on the history of fascist lies, and this one belongs to that history. I don't even know what that means. Thanks, dude. I think you're calling a fasc- us a fascist, but maybe not. Can't really tell. Either way, we'll take it. We even somehow managed to land on the uh, recently rebirthed, rebranded, and all-new Megyn Kelly's radar. Whoa, watch this. We did, Megan, It was great. Thanks, hon. Appreciate you. We're just having fun out here. Uh, it kept going and going and going. Don't worry. It landed on the front page of InfoWars as well. And you knew they were going to do a glowing, glowing feedback on that for all of us. Everybody knows that I am friends with Owen Schroyer, but uh, this was pretty cool. He says, uh, a powerful political ad released by a team of meme creators has establishment Washington minions in a panic. The ad captioned by the Dilly meme team as, if I were the deep state, breaks down the systemic uh, effort by bureaucratic Washington to steal the 2020 election, silence all dissent with false flags and censorship and persecute Joe Biden's main political opponent ahead of the 2024 presidential election. And on and on it went. It just kept going and going. It was absolutely hysterical. Shit, I don't even think I grabbed all of them. There was more. Uh, I had more headlines on this, but I actually didn't have time to grab all of them. It was was bonkers, you guys. So, as you can imagine, they're very upset. (laughs) they're very upset there was a there was an article in raw story about it there was one in some business journal and they are just freaking out they're calling us fascists which is really weird because i'm all about freedom bro uh we're not even like traditional republicans we're not even like wired like the old the old stuffy fuddy-duddy fucking lame-ass section of the party you know what i mean we we use hip-hop beats in a lot of our stuff and uh and, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, this thing went everywhere. 20, I think we're at 20 or 30 million now. Oh, we got a Canadian news article now? Oh, I'm sure they wrote a glowing, a glowing feedback on it. And uh, it just keeps going like hell. And it went so far and so wide that this happened. Frank Lutz invited on to Piers Morgan with Pastor Mark Burns. Do you guys notice the headline? Trump's online war machine group creates alarming advert supporting Donald Trump. Oh, this is when it got really funny because Frank Lance's appearance was so god-awful on here, and he did such a bad job. I actually believe he closes with, I wish I didn't do this interview. It is absolutely hysterical. Enjoy this, you guys. Enjoy it. You know, as much as I love Frank, and, and thank
2: you, Frank, my father has got knee surgeries. You and I had a great conversation years ago, so I love you and I respect you. But you also said that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president of the United States of America. So we
1: know that you don't like anything MAGA, but the American people do, right? And the American people are behind
2: Donald Trump. That's well, why he's leaving right, the party right, Because they know the, cr- the pasta, Biden pasta, crime pasta, pasta, family has weaponized the DOJ. Pasta. Listen, if we're going to talk about videos, how about you talk about DeSantis' video and his Nazi imagery? Pasta. Or how about his homoerotic video? After.
3: Oh! I'm not here to talk about DeSantis. Final word to you, Frank. Make it quick, please. We're running out of time.
2: I'm sorry that I did this interview. And I appreciate that the pastor <laughs> likes me. This is so inappropriate for British audiences, for American audiences. And if this is the direction we're headed in, Piers, we're going to have a really bad 18 months.
3: Yeah, I, I think Ooh. I agree with you. It's got to be a points. more civil way to, to, to debate. I totally agree, Frank.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry! I shouldn't have done this interview. This was awful. Welcome to Thunderdome, pussy. I shouldn't have done this. Who set this up? Why did I say yes to you, Pierce? This wasn't even worth it, you dick. Did he just say homoerotic commercial from DeSantis? Bro, Bro- guy with with homoerotic. Fucking homoerotic commercial from Team DeSantis. Santis. <laughs> That's such a bad look. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Not homoerotic commercial from Team Meatball. (laughs) Pastor Mark Burns. He's got no chill today. He's like, truth wins. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. Jesus, uh, he was so, he was so, I might play that again. I don't know if you guys, I look, we get to see people on the left meltdown, but this dude was so sufficiently destroyed, he admitted on the air, he wished he hadn't done the interview. <laughs> and he probably, dude, uh, he's got to have wished a lot of things from yesterday because not only was he wishing he didn't do the interview, I think he was also wishing he never even brought up or showed that video because, dude. Between the video and getting his ass handed to him by Pastor Mark Burns ended up trending number 11 in the entire country yesterday for almost five hours. Like, during peak Twitter hours, this dork was trending at 11 for all of the wrong reasons. And he was like, I wish I didn't do this. Oh, I wish I didn't do this. Dude, it's okay, bro. I know. Welcome to Thunderdome. We are not your normal political class. Fucking dweebs that don't know how to do messaging. This is a whole, this is rock and roll, pussy. We do shit totally different around here. We don't got any rules. It's the best thing about this show. We allow the audience to dictate what it likes and doesn't like. And we do that by promoting and sharing stuff. And sometimes they say, I don't like that. And they tune out. Or more often than not, they come back and say, That was fucking awesome. Give me more. Give me more right into my veins. They can't even begin to imagine. They think that that video was salacious. That's what's so fucking funny. You thought that was the offensive video. Dangerous. What are you doing around here? Really? That's the video that was dangerous? Pay attention. You just put eyeballs on a group of people that have been doing videos far, far more aggressive and offensive than that one. That one was peak perfection, though. See, the thing is, that one was so, so focused on message and telling a story in a succinct amount of time and then i gotta tell you devil dog did the absolute perfect beat to it that beat pulls you in and it keeps you it keeps you listening and that's where they're so triggered i know can you imagine what if the video i wish i wish we would have had this one like wouldn't it have been fun if the video that went mega viral that they had to find out about was this one this would have been great Relax your anus. Suck my dick. Lick my ball. Suck my Uh-oh. dick Oh, what is Relax this?
4: Relax your anus.
1: Lick oh my no. Ball. Relax your anus. Oh, that's way worse.
5: Suck my dick. Oh my Relax God. your anus.
1: Disgusting. Lick my ball. What audience would watch this and laugh. Relax your anus. Suck my dick. <laughs> Remember that one? They don't even know. You guys, oh, uh, look, it couldn't get worse than this. Oh, hold on. <laughs> let me let me grab a phantom shadow meme for you real quick. I assure you it can get a whole hell of a lot worse than that last one. But look, we're having fun. The truth is we're having fun and we've always been having fun. Telling the truth is a blast. Telling the truth and telling stories about that truth is absolutely what we do around here. And we don't discriminate. We don't give a shit. We're not... Uh, We are not a part of any one particular little gay-ass group that's like, well, you know what it is. Is Let me tell you, if you read all the... Forget all that shit. We're just a bunch of normal Americans with some gifts who like to tell the truth about what's happening in this country and who recognize there's only one human being for any of us in the last fucking God knows how many decades that has become president that actually gave a shit about what we were going to do with our lives. That's the truth. So we go, oh, yeah, Donald Trump. They go... Well, no. What about all the stuff? Yeah, we don't listen to the mainstream media. We don't watch it. We don't have to consume it. We only see it maybe in clips, and we just grab exactly what we need from an information standpoint, and leave the rest because I don't care about their opinion. I don't give a fuck about what they have to say. Neither does my audience. Neither do my memers. We're smart and we're smart people. We're capable of reading the documents ourselves. We're ca- we're capable of using our own discernment to know which parts of your story are true and which parts are total bullshit. And from that, it allows us to escape your narrative-driven media fucking machine. And since that's happened, and we've been doing it now consistently for five years, we cover more news, more in-depth, in a funnier and more interesting way than any of you fuckers do in an entire hour and a half to two hours, and we do it in a matter of minutes. For example, if I were the deep state. Two minutes, the entire history of America since 2015. If I was the deep state
0: and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate. One that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished.
1: Let me tell you why they're really, really scared, though. It's not us. Because, look, they're just going to do what they've always done to me and the rest of the meme team. They're going to marginalize us. They're going to essentially censor us. They're going to hide us. They're going to try to destroy me. They'll try to out me. They'll say, oh, he said this thing this one time, or he made a joke about a senator. Remember that? The Pennsylvania state senator uh, needed to suck a dick to prove he was gay. They'll pull those stories up. Oh, he's a homophobe because he, he's funny, and he uses jokes that are offensive. They'll do all that shit. They're going to do all that. That's not why that meme has them shook. Telling the truth boldly and aggressively and unapologetically is contagious. When Americans see other Americans taking risk and speaking truth to power in a way that is completely without filtration, other Americans get a little more courageous in their own lives. They get brave. They go, wait a minute. I need to speak up a little more. I need to say a little more of what's going on. And I'm going to give you guys an example today. I'm not saying this, the two aren't related, but I'm going to show you what happens when you do that. As many of you know, I have told stories uh, from my time living in Arizona involving the cartel at that time and stories about law enforcement and their relationships with the cartel and how Arizona, um, elections are actually run, and who actually is pulling those strings, and who actually is paying for the politicians in Arizona. I've discussed that, and then I was told from uh, one of my most senior uh, law enforcement people within Border Patrol that I needed to drop all discussion of the topic, because my name had come up on their intelligence, that the cartels were discussing my show at the time, and that... I needed to essentially lay low, drop the subject. So I know how dangerous that can be, right? If a little old me doing a broadcast, you know, for a couple hundred thousand people a week, how, you know, what's going to happen if, if I was an even bigger show or, a, or even worse, a congressman? And I'm telling and reminding you of this story to set up and characterize this clip because this clip is the definition of bravery, and I'm giving this guy his credit because what he's going to say in this clip is going to be unapologetic truth that only a few short years ago could have resulted in you being whacked, okay? It's the kind of thing you weren't. No politician was willing to say these words, especially not in a congressional hearing on the record that was being videotaped on a clip that could potentially go viral. But that is exactly what Matt Gates did in this clip. Watch this
5: two million encounters and releases under your watch. So not including the Title 42 expulsions, not including violent criminals. Of those two million plus that you've encountered and released, how many have you told to go home?
3: Uh, uh, Congressman, uh, individuals who are released are placed in immigration enforcement proceedings under the law where they can make their claim for relief. If their claim for relief Is not satisfied, they are subject to removal from the United States. Right,
5: subject to removal sounds very different than actually removed. So I'm not interested in the process, I'm not interested in what people are subject to. Two million people encountered and released, not the expulsions under Title Flood 2, not the criminals. How many of those people have you deported? So, uh, Congressman, a few points. Number one Just how many of the people? I just want to know how many.
3: Just a number. Congressman, uh, we are dealing with a completely broken immigration system. I get it.
5: I, no, 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 Mr. Secretary, I'm not going to let you burn my five minutes. Do you know the answer? Do you know the number of people out of that two million that you've removed that aren't criminals?
3: I do know that okay. we have removed more aggravated felons.
5: Right, I'm not asking country. about them. You, you, I, I've caveated that away. Because here's what I'm, I'm sort of getting and what your non-responsiveness is demonstrating. The Majorcus doctrine is this. If you show up at the border and get released into the country, if you don't commit a specific aggravated felony, which, by the way, doesn't include a lot of assault and battery, doesn't include a lot of bad domestic violence, but if you're not one of the people who commit those crimes, you get to stay forever. Is, is that a fair characterization of your doctrine? No, that is false. Then tell me how many you're sending home. No, that is false. Okay, so, well, they, but I'm you don't know the number of how many you've sent home. Here's another number. Two point, I'm sorry, 1.2 million people today have been through your entire process, right? They've been through what you call a removal proceeding is just an amnesty dance. Because after the 1.2 million people get an order from the judge saying that they don't have a basis to be here, you still don't remove them. Like, what's your plan to remove those people? Congressman, that is false. Okay, how many of them then? Just give me the number.
3: Congressman, in this country, in this country...
5: There are between 11 and 12 million. Right, undocumented but I'm asking about a subset do. that you won't send home. And the reason you're smirking about it and the reason you won't answer my question is because everybody gets the joke. And the sad thing is it's not just us here, it's the cartels who get the joke too. And so now what you've done to execute this Majorcus doctrine where so long as you don't commit a crime, you get to stay here and burden our hospitals, burden our schools, burden our social services, burden our jails. You've sent the message to the cartels and then you've taken this app and you've digitized illegal immigration, and you've scaled it to the moon. Like, this app that you've got everybody downloading is like the Disney Fast Pass into the country, never to be subject to actual removal, just removal proceedings, as you call them. That app doesn't do any search of their criminal history in their home country, does it? Congressman, I, I disagree with everything you have said. Well, I, I'm sure, but just to answer the question, does the app that you are out there promoting do any search of people's criminal history in their home country?
3: Congressman... Customs and Border Protection screens and vets individuals whom they encounter. Your
5: app, it either has the functionality to test their criminal history in their home country or it doesn't. By the way, if it did, you'd have already told me. It doesn't. And then the other epic failure of this that's empowered the cartels is that in these processing centers you've set up in other countries to just wave them all in at a rapid pace, you've had to shut them down in Nuevo Laredo because the cartels were standing outside extorting people. Isn't that right? Congressman, that is false. Oh, really? So why did you shut down that facility in Nuevo León? Right, and
3: the, the point of safe, orderly, and lawful pathways is to reduce the number of encounters at our southwest border. But, but wait has- a
5: second. You've, been, you, you, what, you've just shifted those encounters. Because right now, for the first time in modern history, more people are showing up at the ports of entry than running through some bush in Yuma, Arizona. And the reason they're showing up at the ports of entry is because you've got the turnstile open where so long as they've gone and downloaded this app, you just let them in. I got one final question for you, and it's an important one. Is Mexico an ally in this fight against illegal immigration? Uh, Yes, it is. So, I mean, it's hilarious and somewhat troubling that you say that, because, like, I'm looking at the El Chapo trial, where President Nieto took a $100 million bribe from the Sinaloa cartel. Do you think that the subsequent presidents following Nieto weren't offered a bribe by the cartel or didn't take the bribe?
3: Congressman, I I disagree with everything you have said. Uh, Right, right, but but
5: you can disagree all you want, but what you won't provide is any number. And when, when you sit there and just kind of ostensibly disagree without any facts, it shows people what the real gig is. The Mexican government is captive to the cartels. They are doing the bidding of the cartels, and based on your response today, so are you.
1: So, Matt Gates just told the whole country that Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, is on the payroll of the cartels. And he's correct. This is what happens when Americans have had enough and just start speaking unapologetic, direct truth. To hell with consequence, to, to hell with fear and intimidation and all that other fucking shit. This is what happens when we start actually talking about what has happened in this country. Who hijacked it? How they hijacked it? Where their PowerPoint is coming from? Where, where, is, their, where is the place from which the instructions for what they do next? It, it, where is it coming Where's the money coming from? This is the reality. This is why they don't want you, me, or anyone else, including Matt Gates, stepping out of line because the more we do it, the more people participate. And then something else starts to happen. It gains momentum. And as it gains momentum, it becomes weaponized against the enemies of America. And it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you reside. If you are a scumbag and you get identified, well, you might get memed.
3: Sometimes the world no longer needs a hero. Sometimes what it needs is
6: a monster. Travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody is looking for something. So do somebody of these who have mind to disagree? Travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody is looking for something. Everybody is looking for something. Disagree, Chowba, and the Seven Seas. Everybody is looking for something. Everybody is looking for something. Sweet dreams on me, all these. Who have a mind to disagree, Chowba, and the Seven Seas. Everybody is looking for something. Everybody is looking for something. Sigh.
1: I had a weird thought. Imagine right now that like, okay, for thousands of you watching this broadcast right now, like thousands of you, you've been watching it for years, maybe since 2020 during COVID, maybe before that, 2018, 2019, the more crass versions of it. But imagine today, and I just want all of you, part of, our, our the, th- part of the 300 that, you know, have been <laughs> ride or die since the beginning. Imagine this was your first time like, there are people watching this broadcast today, and they've never seen this. They don't know what the fuck they're watching. They're like, I don't get it. And you either get it or you don't, or you do, right? But imagine, though, like, today's the day where somebody is like, okay, I'm going to, who are these people? What are they about? And they tuned in, and this is what they've watched so far. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Uh, just before the break, we watched an incredible meme by MAGA Devil Dog, and yes, it was very, very mean against a guy who goes by Rod DeSantis. Rod DeSantis is a failed presidential candidate from Florida, a once promising uh, governor who had the future in the palm of his hand, and he munsoned it up. He completely munsoned his whole shit. And now, he's looking at forever political purgatory. He's Scott walker himself. And it is getting worse by the day. It's absolutely hysterical. DeSantis reboot campaign timeline. I mean, this is just talk about piling on. These people look bad. DeSantis Super PAC debuts first TV ad. Yeah, that didn't go good. Then the 2024 announcement in May. Then circulation of confidential campaign memo. Nobody gave a shit about that. Then the campaign fired roughly a dozen staffers. Then, nine days later, the New York Times reports campaign is moving into a leaner, meaner operation, cutting costs to DeSantis to hold smaller-scale events in early stage. Give me a fucking break. This dude is getting absolutely bottomed out, okay? Totally bottomed out. It is, he's taking a pounding like I haven't seen in, in I don't know how long. I mean, this is just brutal. What is your view of DeSantis, 65% uh, favorable, unfavorable, 18%? Previously, it was 80% favorable and only 6%. He's tripled his unfavorable rating in just a few months. I mean, this is brutal, and it gets worse. The articles that they are publishing about this man, and it's his own fucking fault. He made a, a massive, massive error and understanding not only his political opponents, but the people who love and respect and support Donald J. Trump, as well as the Dilly Meme team. it It's bad. And, and I'm going to tell a little story. Team Meatball is so inept and so completely stupid, they didn't know that some of their people were fucking with someone and his investment. They didn't know that the investment, while it did cross uh, into other political Opponents, they didn't realize that this individual was associated. And because they're so disorganized and so, such a bunch of fucking amateurs, they started attacking something that w- had nothing to do with politics. And when they did that, this person, a mega donor, saw it and was not having it. And now the end result is the ass kicking of a lifetime this weekend broke DeSantis's campaign, one political fundraiser said. I don't know anyone who went, added longtime GOP fundraiser Caroline Wren. George Santos could have pulled off a better fundraising swing in the Hamptons than Ron DeSantis did this past weekend. As of uh, as on the money, previously reported, DeSantis had cut in half from sixty-six hundred a person to thirty-three hundred the price to attend the July 20th fundraiser in Southampton. But despite being discounted and heavily promoted and with New York Republican groups sending email blasts the day before, the event attendance was underwhelming a source with knowledge of the campaign told on the money. How embarrassing. This is so bad. (laughs) Don't worry. It continues. It's actually even worse than that. Here you go. Worse yet, the campaign canceled plans for two other events because they quote couldn't find hosts. End quote. A source with knowledge told on the money. The DeSantis experiment is dead. One source said donors aren't coming to this event to his events because they don't see any return on investment. DeSantis's campaign uh, did not reveal how much the Florida governor's foray into the Empire State raised. Reps for DeSantis did not return on the money's request for comment bludgeoned, destroyed, eradicated, horrendously run campaign, failure to launch, embarrassing, stupid. All of these things describe what Team Meatball has been putting out since the beginning. And now the result of that has been uh, rumors swirling and now confirmed that the never back down super PAC, a group of never Trump cunts, is considering pivoting and dumping DeSantis and either adopting Tim Scott or Glenn Youngkin to try and stop Donald J. Trump's uh, eventual nomination. This is probably one of the biggest nosedives in political history that there will no, not be a recovery from. And a lot of it comes back to this one man Not Team Meatball uh, leader, Rod DeSantis, but instead... Team Meatball Destroyer, California. Back because it's
4: so egregious. Interesting, you know, when we got rid of critical race theory a couple years ago, we in the bill that we did, we said, you must teach accurate history back because it's so egregious. Interesting, you know, when we got rid of critical race theory a couple years ago, we in the bill that we did, we said, you must teach accurate history, you must teach about racial discrimination. You- Go on TV. Yep. Um, you know, one of them is an African American scholar. Go on TV. Yep. Um, you know, one of them is an African American scholar. I think the reason why Harris and Biden and the left and the media react is because what they see we're doing in Florida is we've kneecapped their ability to use American history to. history to advance their modern day agenda. That is not the appropriate use of history.
1: Can't say we didn't warn them. I fucking told them exactly what I was going to do. Newsweek quoted me. I told them, if you do this, if you backstab Trump, we are going to destroy you. We are going to meme you into oblivion. I warned you. I, there is all completely on the up and up. I told them if you fucked with us, it'd be the end of you. The mistake they made was they thought, what does this guy got to say? He's a small little account on Twitter with some friends that like to make funny videos. Well, How's that going, Rod? You look like shit, by the way. Miguel Afordia, thank you for the meme. Also, Mo and his balls banged out that one. But DeSantis looks terrible. He looks exhausted. He looks beaten, defeated. He's not getting sleep. He's taking way too much Ozempic. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. A man his age taking that much Ozempic? Losing all that fat and muscle mass at the same time? Oh, God. I bet his ass feels like silly putty after you microwave it for two minutes. Just like nothing going on, right ladies, you know what I'm talking about, just that old fucking withered, sad, soft as fucking silly putty after it's been microwaved, just yeah, yeah. skin hanging off his tetas, that's not going well, bro, you're done, you did there's no shortcuts in life, Rod, there's none, you did the same thing with your weight loss you tried to do with your political career, and you fucked yourself up, All you had to do was do it the right way. Get on a fucking diet and get on a treadmill. Maybe hit some weights. Take a year or more to lose the same 40 pounds, but you didn't. Same thing that would have happened with your political career. If you just shut the fuck up and continued to represent America down in Florida, you'd have been fine. You could have came through this thing smelling like a rose. You would have walked out of the governor's office in 2026 and had a full two years to prepare your presidential campaign. People would have been thrilled but you didn't because you're an idiot and your wife runs your life and she dominates you with her fucking rock chewing teeth. And now you and Walmart Casey are fucking destroyed. Totally destroyed. There won't be a recovery for you, pal. She's going to leave and marry some other politician. You're going to be stuck trying to figure out how to raise the fundraising and and the money to open your Rondamint's gas station. Toast, dude. It's over. The campaign is damn near dead. Even Brett Baier was dunking on this guy yesterday and said that he told the, the fucking, what is it? Who's the co-host? He told the co-host yesterday, yeah, I've got a meeting. They finally agreed to do an interview with me, but it's not until Monday. Hopefully his campaign is still existing. Are you shitting me? Dude said the fucking interview's not till Monday, but I don't know if he I don't know if the campaign will survive the weekend. it was john roberts that's right thank you miguelifornia john roberts and him when you're getting dunked on by fucking blockhead lego man brett Baer and john fucking roberts they're dunking on your campaign you're done that means murdoch went fuck this threw in the towel just he's done once old man murdoch threw in the towel you got nobody running cover for you now you're toast now you're just dead in the water going, oh, shit. Because now no one's going to be nice to you. They're not even handling him with kid gloves anymore. And it's sad because this is politics 101. You either, can, you either can turn and burn and produce, which is the result you're looking for is I galvanize and energize people. And if you can do that, it means you can fundraise. And if you can fundraise, it means you can potentially secure votes. And if you can secure votes, you're of use to us. But DeSantis now has permanently destroyed the name DeSantis. He's done. You can't fundraise anymore because you're a bad investment. And bad investments don't get money. Not only do they not get money, they don't get airtime. And they sure as fuck don't get votes. So Team Meatball, we are officially shoving, uh, shoveling dirt on top of that fucking grave. He's toast. It's over. We're, da- we're this close to the general election now. We're that much closer. But uh, this was target number one. I told, you know, everybody goes, why are you going after DeSantis? He's a good guy, he's like Trump, but less, you know, whatever. I told everybody on this show in January, we're gonna destroy him first because he's the closest right now in polling. This isn't like rocket science. All I did was read the art of the deal and I knew what Donald Trump would want. He didn't tell me, I just read the art of the deal. Art of the deal. Donald Trump says the way I problem solve is I take the most complicated and difficult problem first and solve it. That's how he runs things. What's the most fucked up, complicated part of this whole equation? This one. Okay, let's do that first, then, because everything else will be infinitely easier and more fun to deal with if we deal with the thing that everybody says we can't be dealt with. This is his. This is literally Donald Trump's own words. So I just read the book. It was like. Okay, well, the biggest problem standing between him and the 2024 election initially is DeSantis because he was polling well. And then we just were like, okay, well, let's just fucking destroy him. And then he, he helped us, to be fair. To be fair, he totally helped us. <coughs> this was, we, we are only as good as what you give us, right? Even Mags, who's a, who's a legend among the meme, meme community will tell you. In 2016, the only person that he struggled to try and meme was Ben Carson. Why? Because he's a good guy and we're good people. And as much as we didn't want Ben Carson to be the nominee, we also couldn't really attack him in the way that you normally would because he was a nice person. He was a good man, the toughest person ever. But when you got a guy like DeSantis, when you got a meatball, who's a fucking absolute schlep with an arrogancy issue, a fucking elitist. I'm um, uh, Ivy League lawyer. Give me a fucking break. You kidding me? It's been a pleasure ruining your career, as well as all the people you hired. They're awful. It's abs- they're all- absolutely awful. So DeSantis now officially done in the water. Put a fork in him. Let's move the fuck on. So if we're moving on from DeSantis, then I guess we got to move on to other targets as President Trump has already started to do. One of them, uh, and this one is not necessarily because he's a threat to win the nomination. It's more because he's fat and everyone hates his guts. That is Chris Christie. Chris Christie was so starstruck with Barack Hussein Obama, the Romney, who is a terrible politician and horrible representative of the Republican Party, never had a chance of winning the presidency. Christie sold Romney out, making one of the worst convention speeches in history, virtually not even mentioning Romney by name. Romney sat watching in a trance. He couldn't believe it. Now, this is really funny for a couple of reasons. One, because Chris Christie is absolutely pathetic and everybody hates him, which is funny. But two, because Mittens Romney is such a puss he couldn't even fucking speak up or do anything to defend himself. He was just held hostage by this fat tub of shit as he sat there giving the worst speech in the history of the convention and then immediately hustling off to go tongue Obama's balls or maybe Michelle's. I don't know. But either way, funny as hell. Thank you, President Trump. We love you, sir. I know he is, uh, He's he's doing his damn thing. Donnie J. We're going to hit you with some Donnie J. headlines right now from True Social and then we're going to get into one of my favorite stories of the day. Hunter Biden. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. We might have a problem here, Biden. This might not be as simple as, uh, as uh, drowning a chef in four feet of water out in your fucking vineyard. Here you go. So let me get this straight. The Democrat slime balls in Congress, then headed by crazy Nancy Pelosi, impeached me over a perfect phone call. I won and are now indicting me over their continuing illegal and long-running witch hunt. But crooked Joe Biden, who has stolen and extorted millions of dollars, won't be impeached or indicted by a very kind, friendly, and politically correct Republican Congress? Gee, that seems very fair to me. Make America great again. Fuck Congress. Bring the impeachment filing forth. McCarthy, knock it off get Frank Luntz's dick out of your ass and start doing the job we hired you to do. This isn't that complicated, dude. Go be a fucking hero. This is the problem with America. Regular Americans have totally forgotten that they can actually be a hero, a historical figure, somebody that actually can matter long-term. All it takes is courage. They're so busy trying to figure out how to hide the fact that they like wieners and trying to get money that they hide the fucking Caribbean out in the Bahamas, they've completely abandoned the idea of becoming a legendary American figure. Even now, a fucking corrupt pussy like McCarthy could save his name. He has enough time and enough power if he actually found his balls, the ones that Frank Luntz spends every evening fucking tonguing, If he actually did that, he could actually rewrite his entire family name. He could change the way everyone in the history of the world will perceive him. But he won't because he's a puss, just like the rest of the members of Congress who people like McCarthy intimidate and say things like, if you don't go along with what we're doing, we won't share our fundraising with you and you won't get uh, reelected and then you'll have to go get a real job again. Do you understand that that's the number one threat from these people? If you don't go along with our fucking ridiculous uniparty agenda, we're just not going to give you the money you need to get reelected. And these pussies are so scared of an honest day's work that they actually crater on all of their values and all of their integrity because they don't want to have to go back to working five days a week. This is the truth. They don't want to lose their jobs. Well, I don't want to go back to it. I like my health care as a congressman. I like having security. I like having things paid for. I like taking bribes in the form of political donations. That's it. Your Congress, most of your politicians, are totally made up of people who couldn't cut it in the real world. They don't know how to do capitalism. They don't know how to run a business. They don't know how to thrive and excel to the top of whatever their fucking, their, their, you know, place of business is or their industry. So they cop out. They're like, well, I'm good at swindling people. I'm good at swindling people and I'm good at managing relationships and I'm really good at lying. And then they go, I should just be a politician. And that's what they do. And they head off to DC and they figure out that the base salary is almost 200 grand and that you got this absorbent fucking million dollar plus salary for your entire staff you can hire a bunch of your friends and family who then kick back money to you. And then you find out, oh, my God, look at all these people who show up to my office every day asking me to vote a certain direction and then, quote, donate to my next reelection. It's total and complete. All, but all of it, none of these people actually want to be anything of significance because they're small. None of them have ever stopped and went, dude, what if I was the guy that, like, stood up and had the courage and just basically threw caution to the wind and said, I'm going to save America. Even now it hasn't occurred to McCarthy to do this because he's a pussy and he has low self-esteem and probably is closeted homosexual. But this is the truth. If he would just have a little bit, a shred of confidence, a shred of, of belief in himself and courage to do the right thing, he could change the entire world. And no one has explained this to him because he thinks he's small. This is the same reason I've screamed at all of you about being like, well, I'm just, I'm just one man. I'm just one woman. Everybody does this in America. You're all like, man, I'm small. I'm just a little guy. Why do the meme team do what they do? Why do I do what I do? How did a guy that went from doing a fucking show in the corner of his bedroom who's never had any kind of official big money backing for his show, who has fought multiple child custody cases while still doing the show day in and day out, who moved across the country, literally from Arizona to Georgia, and didn't miss any shows, maybe one, had to take one day off to do that. A guy that took his show on his fucking honeymoon. How is a guy like me that doesn't have a college education or any background really in politics or anything even similar to it, how am I managing to manifest and manage such a effective campaign that it's actually altering the culture and the political landscape in America? I was dumb enough to believe I could. That's it. I just figured, well, if I'm wrong, then I'm no worse off for it. If I'm wrong and I don't fucking matter, all that's gonna happen is I'm gonna have tried something had some fun, hopefully made some friends, and I'll go do something else. The truth was, I was like, "I'll just try it." Like, what? What the fuck? What does it difference? Does it make if I don't? If I fail or I succeed, it didn't really matter to me. I was like, "I think I could do it." I just, I, I think I could do it. I think I can go be famous. I think I can change the world, and I think I can make a lot of friends. And I think I could eventually end up working alongside the Trump campaign. And I think that we could end up having a lot of success doing it my way. And I think I'm smarter than almost everybody. Yes, it's true, this is what I've said. I've said it on the show all the time. And the thing is, about thinking you're smarter than other people and know how to frame things and do things a certain way, it's really hard to not maintain that mentality when you keep being correct about shit, you understand? But the truth was, I just gave myself a chance. I was like, fuck it, I'm one person, let me see what I can do is what can I do? How can I grow today? How can I change today? What can I learn? But that's just how I operated. And and that's how all of us do. And I kept telling the memers, fuck the numbers, right? The meme team will even tell you, we've had these discussions as part of the life coaching. Fuck the numbers. Fuck how famous you are. Fuck the money. Just focus on becoming a legend in America, doing something that everyone told us can't be done. And the memers were like, all right, that sounds like fun. Just keep having fun, I kept telling them. Just have fun. Ah, they're going to censor us. Who gives a shit? Oh, ah, they're going to censor us. Who cares? Big deal. So what? No one's ever going to see this. No one's ever going to do this. Dude, who cares? Who cares? That's not what makes you rock and roll, baby. What makes us rock and roll is creating dank memes in your garage and fucking playing your ass off for a crowd. Doesn't matter. The rest of that shit's all corporate rock. That, who gives a fuck? Fuck them. Somebody in the chat's like, wait, I thought he works for, I don't work for Trump. I've never received any money from Trump. I got a hat one time. That was cool. But this is it. This is how you do it. And the thing is, and the reason I'm even mentioning all this shit, McCarthy hasn't adopted the mentality that I'm telling you. If he did and he went, dude, what if, like, what do you got to lose? How old is McCarthy, you guys? 60s? Is he 60s? How old is this guy? He's not a fucking spring chicken. Like, if you're over the age of 60, what the fuck do you have to lose? Honestly, I can I actually understand young people having reservations more than I do old people. If you're fucking old, what do you have to lose by taking a chance on saving America? Like, what? What, you're going to lose your retirement? Who cares? Those last 10 years are miserable anyway. You all end up the same fucking way, laying in a hospital bed, shitting yourself. Who cares? That's not even the best part of your life. That's the weirdest part about working and saving money for the shittiest part of your life. You know what I mean? He's 58. Bro, house money, baby. Just fucking do it. Big deal, they can't even take away your career, you've already done it. You're never gonna be president, everybody hates you. But you could change all that. You understand, like this is, people fucking don't think shit through. You have a lot less time than you believe you do. Start acting like it, you know what I mean? McCarthy, you're 50 fucking eight, bud. What are you gonna do? You got plenty of money, you're fine. You're fine. If you go and do what I'm telling you to do, you can write a tell-all book and literally retire off of the residuals because everyone will want to know what snapped inside of you to all of a sudden grow gigantic coconuts and save America. Do you understand? Just fucking swing, baby. Who gives a shit? You're already, you're right there, you're knocking on 60s door, dude. The next decade slides by, then you're a great grandpa, 75, people stop listening to you. By 80, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. By 80, you're reflecting, you're just, you smile at everything because you don't give a fuck. You're like, eh, hey, you guys don't know shit. And you're right. And you're absolutely right. But dude, you're 58. Who gives a fuck? Go be go be a goddamn hero, man. <laughs> just, I don't fucking understand these people. Bunch of fucking pussies. Ugh. Anyway, all right, let me, uh, Donnie J gets it. He understands. All right, let me get back to this guy. I got to roll through these or I'm going to lose time here. And then we won't get to talk about my favorite subject, Hunter fucking Biden. This guy. Anyway, big win for 5.7 million Texas homeowners. I joined my friend, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in supporting his $100,000 homestead exemption, knowing it was the best policy for Texas homeowners. I fully endorsed it and told all House members to support it. Dan Patrick stood firm and we won. SB2 by Senator Bettencourt is the biggest property tax cut in American history. Congratulations to everyone. I love Texas. That's awesome. I love Texas as well, President Trump. It is a great place to raise a family. It's a great place to vacation. You absolutely sh- should support Texas. 100%. I love that one. That's a solid, solid win for Texas. Okay, let's talk about this. Wow. U.S. citizens will have to pay for a visa to travel to Europe starting in 2024. Think of this. We give them everything, including military protection and trade, and now we have to pay them to go there? No respect for the United States. I will, as president, not allow this to happen. It will end very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, what? You're trying to what? You're charging admission to Americans to go to your shithole countries? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think so, bud. I don't think so, bud. And Donnie J., also having a good time dunking all over everybody challenging him in this primary. Just got my best polls ever in Iowa. A 35-point lead, and yet they put up fraudulent ads talking to people who say they won't be voting for me. What kind of stuff is that? Remember, I got farmers $28 billion from China, made a $50 billion trade deal with China, saved ethanol from certain death, terminated America's worst-ever trade deal, NAFTA, and replaced it with America's best-ever trade deal, USMCA, Nobody else could have done any of these things. Iowa will vote big for Trump. He's absolutely correct. It's the economy, stupid. Even Bill Clinton knew that. Trump knows it too. Money, 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 money. Money. The sanctimonious voted to kill ethanol, obliterate Social Security, change and destroy Medicare, Iowa and all. He will do just that. Yeah, he's, he's dead in the water, bro. He's too young and, uh, and, and fucking, he's already made mistakes to appeal to older voters to try and convince them he changed his mind, but he's also fucking lame as shit. So younger voters don't trust him either. He's, he's DOA dude. Whole thing is DOA gone. Good night, sweet Prince. We barely knew you. So they impeach me over a perfect phone call and they don't impeach Biden for being the most corrupt president in the history of the United States. Essentially, President Trump, yes, that is exactly what's happening. Now, let's talk about this, because the Biden, the Biden crime family made a fatal error last night. This is insane. Hunter Biden and his lawyer did something incredibly stupid last night. I'm going to play this, not the whole clip, but my God, what is going on with these people? This is from last night. Uh, Jesse Waters broke the news. Holy shit.
2: Argue, Joe Biden played no role. The evidence is there, and their defenses keep shifting. And I think Joe Biden is in serious trouble.
7: He's going to have to be able to put Joe Biden on phone calls, in meetings. He's going to have to talk about what people knew and when they knew it. What does it tell you now? The White House is changing their defense strategy. It's no longer Joe didn't talk about business. Is now Joe wasn't in business.
2: Yeah, we've been at this since 2018. They initially said there were no foreign deals. Then they shifted and said there were there might have been foreign deals, but the Bidens made no money. Then it became Joe Biden didn't know about any of the deals. Then it became Joe Biden didn't participate in any of the deals, and now it's that he was not in business with his son. Look, the implications for this are huge, Jesse. If you look at that 1023 form that the FBI released, if that document is true that document reveals that one of the people that was at those meetings that heard the conversations about bribing the bidens worked for president zelensky Who really wants to believe if that meeting took place and that document is accurate that that individual did not go and report to President Zelensky what he heard? And again, if that document is true, who wants to believe that President Zelensky and his administration have not used that as leverage over Joe Biden when it comes to negotiations on Ukraine policy? Uh, We may all have to start learning the Ukrainian word for compromise uh, because this is a very clear indication of how this has shaped...
1: Yeah, so Peter Schweitzer pretty much lit into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, but there was more news coming out of Jesse Waters' show last night. Hunter Biden's plea deal is now in
7: jeopardy. President Uh Joe Biden's son is set to appear in court tomorrow, where Delaware Judge Mary Ellen Narica will decide on whether or not to sign off on Hunter's plea deal. And Hunter Biden may have just jinxed the deal. You're not going to believe what he just did. Republican Congressman Jason Smith just filed a brief with the judge, entering into evidence the IRS whistleblower testimony. Basically a legal move to get the judge to think, you know what, are you really gonna let this guy off so easy? And Hunter Biden's attorney called the courthouse clerk today and pretended to be a Republican attorney and told the clerk, oops, you know what, we didn't really mean to file all that whistleblower stuff. Can you guys just strike that from the record? What? Seriously. Hunter Biden's lawyer made a phony phone call to the court and tried to remove the whistleblower testimony. He called and impersonated the opposing lawyer. Hey, this is a Republican attorney, Chris Clark. Oh, mind that amicus brief. Just forget about it. That was an accident. Good
2: day.
1: Yeah, that happened. That actually happened and he got caught. And he got caught. This dude had the most sweetheart deal in the history of fucking politics, and his lawyer got caught impersonating the opposing sides counsel, and the judge caught him. And then today, breaking news out of Wilmington, Delaware, from the Hunter Biden plea deal hearing, our Kara Scannell just ran out from inside the courtroom. Kara, bring us up to speed.
8: John. Yeah, so as, we, as I went back into the courtroom, the hearing had just begun again. The judge was back on the bench, and she was pressing the prosecution on this investigation and the four corners of this plea agreement. One of the prosecutors said that the investigation was very much ongoing and that she asked him, well, what is not covered in this plea agreement if you are leaving the possibility for the reading other future charges? So then the judge said, would this include a possible Farrah charge that's not registering as a foreign agent? The prosecutor said, no, the deal would not include that. It was at that point that she had said to the prosecution, um, you know, if you were not if you can charge that, then what does this mean? And the prosecutors... She asked Hunter Biden's attorneys about that, and he said, well, then there's no deal. And the prosecutor said, then there is no deal. So Biden's team said that the plea agreement, as far as they understood, it was now null and void. They were moving ahead to talk about what the next steps would be in this case. So as of right now, the deal appears to be dead and off the table, and it remains to be seen how they're going to move forward. But he has been charged with those two misdemeanor tax evasion charges. But one thing we learned is that this investigation is very much still ongoing.
1: Uh Uh-oh, she's correct. She is correct. Even though it's CNN, she is telling you the truth. And we got that from our friend, Chanel Rion. Breaking, Hunter Biden plea deal denied. Federal Judge Narica expressing concerns over the pretrial diversion program that would have allowed Hunter to walk over his illegal possession of a gun while addicted to drugs. This just hours after Biden legal team forced to deny they were trying to scam the court into burying evidence. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, here's what you got to understand. You must understand the environment you're in. And I know that we have at least one special person watching this broadcast today. He's seen it before, and, uh, and we appreciate him. Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And Mayor Rudy Giuliani would tell you something. Here's what Mayor Rudy would tell you. Fraud only works when it's done in the dark. The problem with fraud and why it always, always, inevitably fails is eventually it gets too big, it eats itself, becomes publicly known, and then the momentum and the demand for accountability grows day by day by day. And here's where you're fucked. The fraud that the Bidens perpetuated for 40 plus years has built up enough inertia and anger, not just among Americans, but also among the power elite, people in control, that even the people that they normally rely on to do the covering ups and the whatnots are saying, you know what, fuck this. They're starting to go, you know what, this is fucking ridiculous. It's too much, it's too big of an ask. The fraud, you can't kill or buy off everyone. Everybody figures this out the hard way. Everybody always figures this out. The mob figured this out the hard way, which is why they, instead of running open, uh, organized crime, they just decided to raise kids who became lawyers and then eventually politicians, and then just change the laws that you were once breaking. That's what they did. But even organized criminals know this. The fraud can only go on as long as you can keep it hidden because once it becomes publicly known, the clock is ticking until you are held accountable. That's what's going on right now, is the the inertia. And this is not part of some stupid fucking deep plan for, it's not that. This is a naturally occurring event in all cultures from the fucking beginning of time. This is what happens when you defraud large groups of people for an extended period of time, and it eventually becomes known. It can be known short term. It can be known when there's a few people. But it can't be known once a massive, say, 25 million views worth of people in one fucking 24-hour period know what you did. That's what you're facing right now. It is something that you can't measure. You can't define it. The only thing you can know is that it's there. It's always present. And this is what's going on right now. This is the, the, the event that is occurring in front of you is something that is totally, it is a normal thing in all societies when you have these types of events. What, what happens next is extremely ugly. What happens now is where people start demanding the most extreme form of justice and they will get it. They absolutely will get it. And I've been telling people this for years. This is why I never had doubts about what was gonna happen in this country. I still don't have any doubts. Everything always fucking has a shelf life, man. You can't win forever. You can't lose forever. That's not the nature of life. Life is cyclical and it always will be. And I've been, I and anyone else who understands this has been proven correct on that subject throughout the fucking entirety of human history. Everything, everything is cyclical. Ideas are cyclical. Culture is cyclical. Fucking freedom is cyclical. Prosperity is cyclical. Adversity and tyranny, cyclical, none of it can last forever, ever, ever. It goes like this. And the thing is, if you understand where you're at in that fucking circle and you can catch that wave, you can actually manipulate it. You can actually adjust it. You can play a role in expediting it and speeding things up. And that's what's happening. And they can't stop it. They're just like, shit, now what do we do? Well, now you go to court. For more shit and more shit and more shit and more shit until finally the dam breaks and that's the end of you. That's what they're facing and that's what we're all going to get to witness. One man who managed to dodge a bullet at least one more time and uh, he didn't even have to give back his Academy Award to do it is Kevin Spacey. That's right. Fucking renowned Hollywood pederast and rapist. U.S. actor Kevin Spacey was found not guilty of all the sex offenses in the U.K. trial. Dude is batting like four for four. (laughs) They are never going to get this guy. Even though he uh, pretty much had his own chair down at fucking Pedo Island with uh, Epstein and Clinton, even though it is not even a a hidden secret in Hollywood circles of what kind of a scumbag this guy is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kevin Spacey is not going to go to jail. Period. Ever. This ain't Harvey Weinstein, okay? Spacey is actually smarter than that, which is terrifying. But, yeah, everybody acts shocked about this one. You shouldn't. Speaking of Hollywood, Tucker Carlson did an interview last night, and I thought it was phenomenal. It was an interview with actor, rapper, Ice Cube. And uh, we have been uh, fans of the Ice Cube, uh, of Ice Cube, of the Ice Cube, of Ice Cube for some time, but it's one of those guys where you, you're disappointed because he's like walked up to the ledge of understanding what's going on, but then he's kind of like, eh, I'm not sure. And then he comes back and he's like, eh, now nah, I'm not sure. And it's frustrating because Ice Cube's got a good-ass vibe about him. Always has since I was a kid. You just knew. To hell with the fact that he was a gangster rapper. None of that mattered to me. You just could tell. Dude had a good vibe to him. He had a good vibe. He's always had a good vibe. You always could tell. You're like, dude. And so everybody watches and you go, come on. You're like... Dude, you know, you know the truth, bro, it's right there, just say the, and then he's like, nah, eh, nah, eh. He's close, he's close. And this interview with Tucker Carlson might push him over the edge because the reaction from Democrats has been absolutely shockingly racist. I, who would have thought Democrats would be racist, but they apparently are. Tucker Carlson with Ice Cube was asked why didn't you take the vax? His answer? Awesome. Why wouldn't you take the vax?
7: Um you, you had I, a direct order to take
9: it,
3: you were told <laughs> to take it.
9: Yeah. I, I'm not real good with direct orders, but on a whole nother note. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
3: but it was a command. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, they told I'm sorry, they told you. I mean, they couldn't
9: have been clearer about yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty clear. <laughs> uh uh. Did you take it? Of course not. Yeah, no. It wasn't ready. You know, it was six-month, you know, kind of rush job. And and I didn't feel safe. But they told you you were safe. I know what they said. <laughs> I know what they said. And I heard them. I heard them loud and clear. But it's it's not their decision. There's no repercussions if they're wrong. But I can get all the repercussions if
7: they're wrong. Was, was it a tough call for you
9: no it wasn't a tough call you know i wanted it to be an example for my kids you know really make sure they didn't take it either show them that i you know i wanted to stand on my convictions and that i was willing you know to lose nine million dollars and more because we probably lost more you know since then
7: the idea is that people who stand on their convictions are heroes they're brave
3: They have principles. You know, they're the people we look to for inspiration. But in this case, with this decision and these principles, you were not hailed as a hero. No. You were attacked.
9: why won't you get the vaccine, man? Hey, look, man, I'd just rather be myself than take that vaccine like you other three billion bozos. (laughs) I never told anyone not to get vaccinated publicly. That was never my message to the world. I didn't even want people to know whether I got vaccinated or not. I was pretty upset that that even came out because I was just gonna quietly, you know, just not take it and deal with the consequences as they came.
7: Do you know anyone who was injured by the vaccine? I do.
9: And they suffer every day and it's, It's hard to watch. Suffering in silence is not the answer all the time. You know, sometimes you gotta let people know what's going on so you can actually move the needle. Choose to be vocal. If it's true, why can't I say it? (laughs) Well, you can't say it because it is true. (laughs) There it is. Now that's the problem with the world today.
3: There's no penalty for lying. No one's ever punished for lying. It's only telling the truth gets you in trouble ain't that something that's true yeah
9: that is so true
1: that is a compelling interview well done great interview good selection good choice that is an interesting person you picked to interview and i think you did a really good job tucker good job i'll give you I, i don't mind i'll give you i'll give you your fucking credit good job What they don't like is persons. A, a person like Ice Cube has a certain path that their mind will go down when making a decision. It's a critical thought. It's simplistic, though. I can relate. It's rational. If you hurt me, I can't see you. No, that's correct. Okay. But if I don't take it, I don't have any risk. Correct. Well, then I'm not doing it. This is the same argument I kept making for everybody that was, like, all still up in arms about the vax. I'm like, I already beat COVID, so I already know what the worst of the worst is going to feel like, and it got milder and milder each time I got it, and I got, frankly, my immune system got really superb after that. It wasn't really complicated. It was like, well, I know COVID's not going to stop my heart. You know? Like, I knew that. I was like, well, yeah, it made me cough a lot, and I couldn't breathe for a while, and it was miserable, but it didn't stop my heart. I never took no shit. because could stop my heart. So I don't want to start doing that now. It was it's awesome. Well done, Ice Cube. Great answers. That is what what a very honest and completely, I think, transparent conversation looks like. And because it's so rare in media today, we celebrate it. Like, I had to put the clip on the show today because I'm like, Oh my God, you guys got to watch this. A famous person talked to another famous person. And they both weren't lying out their ass. You know how fucking weird that is? Like, that's why that, like, this should have been, like, a normal occurrence on television or wherever, on Twitter or whatever. But it's not, that's not how the world works now. Now we're like, oh, my God, it sounds like that guy's telling the truth. And the other guy's like, I, too, am telling the truth. And you're like, oh, my God, these are two people having an honest conversation. Holy shit. We haven't seen famous people do that in forever. Because everybody's so fucking scared, they all wear this veneer of bullshit. I even kind of took exception with him being like, well, I wasn't going to tell anybody that I took it or didn't take it. It's like, what do you mean? You fucking, you should have been like, nah, I'm good. Why? It's what a man does. A man says, No, nah, I don't want to do that. It's none of your fucking business. I'm not talking to you about it. Well, that means you didn't take it. Probably, fuck you. That was awesome. That was an awesome interview. Good job, Ice Cube. Good job, Tucker Carlson. Well done. Okay, many of you guys have still been hitting me up and you like to slide in my mentions. You go, I'm gonna love Trump, but what are we gonna do about the fraud? Right? It happens every day, and I lose my patience with you. I tell you you're an idiot. I tell you to get off your ass, do something about it. Right? Every single day, this is what happens. What are you the and I normally just tell you to take some action on your own. Fuck off. I have other answers too, but. Today, I actually have a very succinct answer. If you are concerned about voter fraud in 2024, and you wanna make sure we win this thing and kick the ass out of the deep state and the Democrats, just do exactly as Donald Trump tells you to do in this video.
3: The RNC is leading the fight to help secure your vote in 2024 as well. They're fighting bad Democrat laws, putting folks on the ground to serve as poll workers and poll watchers and engaging attorneys to monitor every step of the voting process. Go to bankyourvote.com to sign up and commit to voting early. Bankyourvote.com. We must defeat the far left at their own game, or our country will never recover from this disastrous, crooked Biden administration. Sign up at bankyourvote.com now and join the Republican effort to win big in 2024. We're going to win, and we're going to make America great again. There you go.
1: Simple, concise, to the point. And now I've got breaking news. I don't know how to feel about this. Cause I just made a Shenandoah O'Connor joke the other day, three days ago on Twitter. I made a Sinead O'Connor joke, which nobody's made since at least 1998 and I decided to make a Sinead O'Connor joke. And then I opened my phone and Sinead O'Connor is dead. Irish music legend, Sinead O'Connor has died at the age of 56. She was only 56, she's been famous forever. I know, I just made a, I I just made a Sinead O'Connor joke. Had just made one. Yeah, apparently she just died. I don't know if she was cooking for the Obamas. I'm not sure what the story is behind this thing, but very sad if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not a fan. I'm not going to lie to you. She's a whack job, but um, are we going to get an answer on what she died from? Nope, I don't got any answers. She's she's dead, though, so <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to be callous, but it's just, you know. It's not them trying to be callous it's that I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Her her son died 18 months ago. Oh God, that's awful too. Wow. That's rough. Did she take her own Do you think my joke killed her? Fuck you, Hogman. Who's your stupid face? Remember you posted a selfie? That's what actually happened. Yeah, Hogman posted a selfie. And Sinead O'Connor was scrolling and bam, fucking down goes Sinead. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. This fucking guy. My joke. You're not blaming my jokes. Don't give the left any ideas, Hogman. They'll fucking, they'll come for me. You know how they'll work. Oh, Dilly just admitted he killed Sinead O'Connor with a joke. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, they're going to go. They're going to find the joke. They're like, that was really mean. She was in a bad place. You pushed her over the edge. You're responsible. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Anyway, yeah, I don't give a shit. Thank you, Trev, for sharing her final words. That's super depressing. Are you trying to tell me to stop making jokes, Trevor? Is that what you're doing? Because that's what you're doing. That's the effect of you posting her final fucking words to me is if you wanted me to stop making bald chick jokes right now, you just did it. Okay, all right. Nobody make another Sinan O'Connor joke fucking thing. Trev just walked in and killed the vibe. Actually, she was a beautiful human with suffering after the loss of her son go, oh yeah you're probably right jesus christ okay <laughs> thanks trav <laughs> anyway i gotta get back to work thanks guys <laughs> is that what you just did he just walked in the room and was like that's my aunt you asshole and i'm like what and he's like yeah i'm related thanks used to love this show i think we're done with i think we're done
2: here Dilly. I used to like you but you cuss too much You're not a good Christian
9: You're not exactly like us I am subscribed. Dilly's rolling Cause Dilly's trolling
2: I used to like you but you cuss too much
6: You're not a good Christian You're not exactly like us
1: God you guys are brutal yeah what, what are you doing so now so now Trev confirms that Shanann O'Connor had posted on her social media or Twitter account which I didn't know the bitch was on social media or Twitter Which means she probably did type in her own name to see what people were saying about her lately. And since no one's mentioned her fucking name since at least 2007, there's my joke, top of her feed. So this is how it went down, Trev. Top of her feed, she's like, Sinead O'Connor. It's just some fucking asshole, fucking shit poster making a Sinead O'Connor joke. She's like, yep, you know what? I've had enough. That was it. I didn't know. I didn't know. And if I'm being honest with you, I thought she was already dead, okay? I didn't know. I made the joke because I thought I thought she already was gone. I didn't know, okay? I didn't kill her because I already thought she was dead when I made the fucking joke in the first place. And someone later told me, dude, that's really mean. She's not dead. And I was like, she's not? And then she is. So, and also... Everybody busting my balls in the chat about being insensitive right now because we all just found out that she died. Will you fucking stop it? She's not going to see this. Okay? She's not going to see this. This, I'm sure of. Maybe the fucking tweet I put out. But I, she's definitely not going to see what I'm saying right now. Okay? So stop it. Fucking virtue signaling assholes. <laughs> ah, this is the joke. I can't handle that you did. You did the thing. You made fun of that Irish folk singer. You're so mean. Like, fuck, I didn't know, dude. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's like, now it's my fault. It's my fault. Maybe she killed Prince by using his song and getting famous, huh? Would anybody ever blame her for that one? Hmm? Absurd. All right, I gotta go. This show's over. This is done. We're just, the only thing that can happen from here is I get us all into trouble. And I'm not gonna do that today, okay? I'm not gonna do that today. Anything that has happened here that could potentially get us in trouble, it is Magical Trevor's fault, and it is Hogman's fault, okay? Not me. Hogman probably actually tagged her, that's what he did. He probably actually tagged her. Not my problem, not doing it. I'm done. Yeah, we're ending on a high note. There you go, this is the Dilly Show. God bless you, God bless America, and God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not not something about just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back, we want our education, we want our higher education back, we want our banking back, we want our celebrity, fucking entertainment industries back, we want our music back, we want our sports back, we're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children, you're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.